I'm here with Matthias Nobach, a freelance developer, consultant, and writer based in Zeist in the Netherlands. Previously, Matthias has worked as software developer, paying attention, special attention to internal quality assurance. He has been a PHP developer since 2002 and has been developing with the Symfony Web Application Framework since 2007. He regularly writes about Advanced Symfony 2-related topics on his blog, which you can find at matthiasnobach.nl, and you can find him on Twitter at matthiasnobach. Matthias is the author of the LeanPub book, A Year with Symphony, Writing Healthy, Reusable Symphony 2 Code. In this interview, we're going to talk about Matthias's professional interests, his book, his experiences using LeanPub, and ways we can improve LeanPub for him and other technical authors. So thank you for being on the Lean Publishing Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'd, like to, I'd like to start by asking you um, to go back a little bit and ask you for a brief introduction to your career. Um, like, how did you get interested in programming in the first place? Yeah, it was uh, at, at high school even. Um, I, uh, uh, I tried some things uh, with HTML, and I, I noticed there were some very nice editors <laughs> around that time, uh, like uh, the, the Microsoft front page, I use it, um, and as well as uh, Dreamweaver. Okay. Uh, yeah, and um, it, it started with uh, uh, the usual uh, WYSIWYG modifications. Um, yeah, and then all of a sudden I had created a web page uh, to begin with for my father. He, has a, okay. he is a photographer. Uh, <laughs> so this was my first uh, non-official um, assignment. Um, yeah, and only later I, I started looking behind the, the images and the, the layout uh, and looked at the the code and uh, well as soon as i saw code <laughs> yeah i um i wanted to know more about this and i started reading uh, everything i could on the internet uh, still over um over a telephone cable at the time uh, with modem that said uh, bling ding right <laughs> <laughs> a great time um yeah later with uh, um faster internet connections and uh, also i i went um uh, many times to the library, the local library, and they had a computer. <laughs> so I could use okay. it to find out more about the internet uh, and how you could put some stuff on it yourself. Okay. Uh, so this was very interesting uh, to me. Uh, yeah, I was, I was 16, maybe 17. Okay. And did you, did you study um, programming or, or web development not, at all? Not at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Okay. No, uh, uh, that's, that's something many people don't know. I studied philosophy. Okay. Uh, yeah, it took me eight, uh, yeah, I think eight years to finish it. <laughs> okay. I, um, yeah, all the time I was working on websites and applications. So uh, <laughs> I think I, I spent um, just a couple of hours every week uh, to study philosophy. And then the rest of my week, I was, uh, I was already a f- freelancer in uh, 2002. Um, yeah, but only after a couple of years, I noticed that uh, I was I was repeating myself. Uh, I was living literally uh, in an attic, <laughs> an okay. attic uh, with my uncle in uh, near uh, near the place where I live now. And um, yeah, I missed the fact that there were other people uh, around me uh, that I could talk to about the oh, I see the, the technical issues. Uh, yeah, and um, I started looking for uh, some company uh, that that I could work for uh, in a team. And that was a company in Amsterdam called uh, Driebits. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, three bits in, uh, in okay. English tra- translator. Okay. Uh, they had a, yeah, quite a nice team of, um, yeah, maybe I think at, at the time eight people, uh, some front-end developers, some back-end developers, uh, some project managers. And uh, they had some 
great products, uh, projects, uh, which I love to work on. Uh, even before I started there, I got a, a book on Symphony One uh, by Mill. Okay. And I started reading this, and uh, this was a, a, a great revelation for me. Yeah, I was going to ask you what led you to yeah. start working with the Symphony framework. Yeah, yeah. It was at, at this time that I uh, had created um, a CMS system for myself, uh, for my own customers. But this wasn't a very good system, <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, what, what could, I, could I do with just me <laughs> as right. a developer? Uh, but... Um, um, yeah, I noticed that uh, after reading this this book on Symphony, uh, there were so so much more uh, possibilities to um, yeah to, to create software uh, with with just PHP and well Symphony of course. Um, yeah, I I became very excited about this new uh, way of doing things. Uh, I think uh, there was already there were already some good CMS uh, tools and also frameworks, but. Yes, I think Symphony was uh, was even then one of the best. And what was what was it that distinguished Symphony from the other ones that made it um, better for you? Yeah, I, um, I I've always found uh, the documentation and the um, uh, yeah v- very clear and okay. uh, very friendly. Also, the um, the community has always seemed very uh, very yeah how would you say warm or welcome okay uh, to me yeah. Um, yeah, it, though I'm, I'm, I must say I, I don't have that much experience with other frameworks. So uh, <laughs> you, you may just call advice no, <laughs> towards this, this symphony thing. Yeah, fair enough. That's something I've I've, dis- I've I've found with people who the way they choose different frameworks is often the the in, sometimes even just the first response they had when they started entering into a new community. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I think um, Symphony had has always had its its documentation, uh, yeah, very good. Uh, so from the start, uh, even with Symphony two, uh, in in the very beginning, there was already a good site with some information. And although it changed a lot, it changed uh, frequently. Uh, so. Um, and you've contributed to the documentation yourself. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Only later. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I worked in Amsterdam at the time, and um, there was a lot of discussion. Uh, in that company, uh, should should they uh, take the step from the first version to the second version and um, yeah uh, do things differently very much uh, because there there is um, yeah almost no way <laughs> I think to port a Symphony One application to a Symphony Two application. Uh, and can you tell me a little bit more about Symphony Two and yeah what what in particular was was it meant to address? Um, who is it useful for? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. Um, well. I think, uh, yeah, Symphony 2 is very useful for um, uh, developers who are looking for a more advanced way to do things um, while they are developing internet applications. And they want to have uh, as much, um, no, I, I mean, they should be able to make as many choices as possible. Um, okay. So the, the, the builders of the framework uh, have made, um, have built in very many options uh, for them to choose, okay. Uh, from yeah, okay. Um, actually, I've read I've read um, uh, from things you've written on your blog, I think, and also in your book that developing software for reusability is very important for you. And you, you you've already mentioned it. I was just yeah. wondering if you could explain a little bit about what this means for you and why it's why it's so important. Yeah, I see this happening all the time, <laughs> uh, especially now that I, I pay so much attention to it. Uh, I see um, many people. Um, 
who love framework uh, develop only uh, software for this framework. So, uh, for instance, there are uh, Twitter clients, uh, Twitter API clients, just for Symfony, uh, or okay. well, a- a- any any other <laughs> thing you could you could think of. Uh, yeah, there is someone who built it just for Symfony, uh, and this was especially so for Symfony One. And now, um, yeah, there has been more and more and more uh, knowledge about um, how to create packages or uh, reusable uh, parts of software. Uh, so I think this is changing right now, but still uh, people have much to learn about this. Okay. Uh, th- yeah. Many things are, are, are too specific, uh, too specific for just one framework. I see. So you're saying that when someone's developing um, an application they sh- and, and parts of an application, they, they should keep in mind that if they, develop in a certain way, then this can be useful, not just in this particular yeah. instance, but in other instances as well. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, I always encourage people to, to share their uh, work. So if they, if they make it reusable from the beginning, this will be, will be much easier. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, when did you first get the idea to write your LeanPub book, A Year with Symphony? Um, yeah. Well, I think in, in April this year, uh, uh, I I don't know <laughs> what I thought exactly <laughs> at the time, <laughs> and if I could ever finish this, uh, it seemed like a very big task. Though uh, when I when I think back of this, um, I had a I had a blog already with more than fifty articles on it. So okay, <laughs> uh, I was a bit encouraged by this idea that if I I could write all this stuff uh, and put it online. I could surely <laughs> write it and 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 keep it offline for 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 a while, and then later release it to the public. Um, so, so yeah, some of the yeah. content in your book came from your blog. Uh, not exactly, but some ideas. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, I've taken some from my blog. Yeah. In your book, you say and that Symphony encouraged you to do things right. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember, Can you tell me what you mean by that? Um, yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. Um, this is one uh, one of the facts I wrote recently on my blog. Um, I, I wrote an article called uh, "Why Symphony: Seven Facts," and okay. <laughs> this is also co- always controversial, of course, uh, because facts. Hmm. Well, they are just strong opinions, right? <laughs> uh, but this, the seventh one is um, is. Uh, um, it's interesting. Uh, it's, it's the most interesting, I think, because I've noticed around me that people who start using Symfony are becoming better developers right away. So they take a look at the code uh, from the framework, um, written by very good programmers around the world, and they, uh, they, they, many times they, they will feel inspired by this, and they will try to, um, uh, in, in the first place, uh, replicate this, uh, this coding style, and then, um, yeah, do it. Uh, write their own code in the same way. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so since you say you say you started in, um, you just got the idea in April. So how how long did the book take you to write? Yeah, um, around. Yeah, I, I, I was already finished in July, and then uh, I, I had a holiday and well, some time to think about uh, uh, the book. Is this the way I wanted to? Uh, to become known to many people, right? And um, yeah, um, my conclusion was yes, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is ready. And uh, I had three, yeah, um, no, no, actually more. I think four or five uh, people who who had read the book already, uh, or partly, and uh, their comments were not not very substantial. Um, okay. 
they were they were good uh, good comments so the book had, had has become better in those few weeks but but no big reasons to uh, to postpone release or okay so most it's mostly mostly you but with with some opinions from other people um, yeah yeah that's um that's that's great I, I wanted to ask this sort of um I think a lot of people who you know are developers and are th- developers and are thinking of writing a book themselves like to hear about those those details that you normally don't hear in kind of big stories, you know, how, yep. you know, it took, it, it took you from the f- moment you started thinking about it to when you were finished, it was about three or four months Then yep. you took a break and had other people read it yep. before releasing it. Um, and, uh, and, and, but also one of the reasons I, I gather you could do it in that period of time was that you'd actually been writing about it already for a long time yeah. um, yep. and already had an audience of people for your blog. Yeah. Th- those are uh, important things. Um, yeah, uh, the the writing experience. So if, if I had had tried this two years ago, um, yeah, it would have taken me much longer and some uh, good native English uh, writers or speakers. Uh, right, right. To, to correct me on uh, many things. Um, yeah. <laughs> who who is the intended audience for the book? Like your your ideal reader that you were keeping in mind when you were writing it. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I. Um, I sometimes thought of uh, a new uh, colleague or uh, yeah, a fellow developer who um, would become a member of my team and I, I would explain to him some things uh, and uh, then another developer would come and I, I, didn't, I wouldn't want to tell him everything <laughs> uh, in person again. So I, I would like him uh, to read the book and then, uh, yeah, it would, uh, <laughs> it would give me a lot of free time. Uh, I uh, see. Back. <laughs> That's really so, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, th- this is uh, th- this has been a, g- a good, uh, good idea, I think, um, because uh, yeah, m- my my idea from the beginning was there there is a lot on, on Symphony on the web. There is a good documentation. It's called the book. <laughs> so uh, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> the, the book. That was already a problem <laughs> for yeah. me. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the book. So how could there be another book on Symphony? But right. Um, but but this documentation is very uh, yeah it contains only uh, the facts uh, and no um, yeah no suggestions on how you could uh, create your project or uh, no best practices uh, even some very bad practices uh, on, on this uh, site uh, okay. especially when it comes to to security uh, of web applications. Okay, I have a very specific question that um is actually very important for successfully launching and and and. Um, Spreading word about an ebook, which is um, who who made your amazing cover? <laughs> it's uh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, you did. Yeah, but it, it is a it is a picture I bought from a, a, a stock photo website. Okay. So yeah, that that would that would have would have been awesome if I had such a, a mosaic in my garden or something. Right. <laughs> like that. But no, um, no. So just the image and then some overlay. Uh, yeah, but it it looks. Um, uh, very good. <laughs> it does, uh, yeah. If I and may say so. You know, you're, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's just amazing. And, and one of the things that you, and again, it's a very precise thing to talk about, but it's very important for selling ebooks that yeah. the font you chose and the, the sort of precision of it yeah. is very clear in a number of different sizes, including small ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that I think a lot of people who are making book covers don't take into account that it's not just, you know, the sort of size of a big book page. People are often going to see a sort of thumbnail mm-hmm. and your, your title stays clear at different um, yeah. levels of zoom, I guess. I just wanted yeah. to, to mention that, that that's, that's uh, one of the things that, that, that I found so um, impressive about the book when I first um, came across it. 
Yeah, um, yeah, it, it it was more intuition than really uh, designer's knowledge or <laughs> something like that. Uh, okay, you um you actually so um you launched your book in a really interesting way. Um, can you can you explain what you did? Yeah, I I thought of this uh, uh, just yeah a couple of weeks before uh, I would release this book, and I thought I thought it would be great to uh, really release the book. Uh, real time uh, with an audience <laughs> in the room and uh, well this is possible with with Limpop, of, of course there is um, uh, a button i would have pushed myself um, <laughs> uh, but then in the room with just me uh, and um, w- when you push it it says uh, publish your book and um, um, well you see uh, uh, all the build steps uh, being taken uh, with the real book as a resu- result being published online um, yes yeah and so after that, immediately uh, people can start buying the book. Uh, this is what happened actually uh, two weeks ago. I had a presentation at the the local, yeah, local user group uh, of Symphony Two users, and um, yeah, I, I put the page on screen and uh, also the the publish button. I clicked it there, and uh, <laughs> people were waiting. Uh, That's amazing. So, the so they were seeing the build the build process right. live. Right. Right. Yeah. And this was was very nice. Uh, it, it took only a couple of minutes, uh, so this was uh, yeah. If, if it would have been longer, this would have been quite boring. But people were actually very excited uh, while yes. they saw the progr- pro- progress, and they even saw the um, the message uh, sending mails <laughs> to uh, to interested readers. Uh, and many of the people in the room were interested readers, uh, um, interested people, um, and they were even subscribing at that same moment. <laughs> oh well, that's very cool. Yeah. So. Uh, it's, it was a great time um, that night, yeah. Um, I guess that's a good good uh, transition to the next part of the interview. I'd like to ask you some questions about your experience with LeanPub and the Lean Publishing process. As a, um, So can you can you tell me how you found out about LeanPub in the first place and why you chose us for your publishing platform? Yeah. Uh, one big example for me was uh, Chris Hartjes. He, uh, he has um, published with LeanPub uh, two books on uh, PHP unit testing. Uh, I didn't actually read the books, but I saw he was very, uh, very good at this, and he, uh, he's he's very good at, at marketing um, uh, and at um, yeah promoting his own brand, <laughs> which is the Grumpy Programmer. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, he, he does this very well, and um, yeah, I, I thought, well, maybe I can I can do this too. Uh, I have something to say about uh, Symphony, and I feel very passionate about this uh, i'm very passionate about this so uh, yeah this was a was a good moment to start um yeah i i also mentioned this to him and he he was very happy about this <laughs> oh that's great yeah we actually interviewed yeah. him a couple of weeks ago and that interview is already live on our on our blog and on our podcast yeah yeah and, I read, yeah oh you've seen it okay okay great great oh that's great that you came to us through 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 chris um how would you describe your experience using LeanPub from when you got started to when you when you published? Uh, yeah, it was a very uh, clean sort of experience. Uh, um, I wanted I wanted to write a book, but but don't have many trouble with uh, uh, like um, yeah layout que- uh, things. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. So I was very happy that the whole infrastructure was there uh, so the dropbox folder and uh, um yeah uh, the, the build process uh, whenever i wanted i could have a preview of my book um also markdown the the format uh, of the the original 
uh, yeah, the, the manuscript, that is a, a very good f- uh, format. Um, it has many good options, but not too many. <laughs> so you right. have to choose uh, the right options and um, automatically be consistent in your uh, writing. So th- this is v- this is a very good uh, combination of techniques. Uh, okay. Yeah, it- and now that once it it has been launched, I have also no, no trouble at all uh, to um, yeah see people buy the book, uh, see who who bought it, uh, which discount. Uh, yeah. Right. So is is engaging directly with people who've bought yeah. your book important to you? Yeah. 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 Very much. Yeah. I I have. Um, yeah, I, I have reserved uh, last week a couple of days just to <laughs> um, uh, spend spend some time with these people, uh, sending messages, uh, listening to what they said. Uh, oh, great! Make, it, making small corrections to the the original text. Great. Is there more? Is there more we could do when you're thinking about that and that time you're going to spend? Is there more we could do to help you engage with your readers? Um, not that I can think of. No. Okay. No, it it is already very good. The the okay. discussions, um, the, the way uh, people can reach me um, by sending an email. Right. Yeah. Right, and uh, yeah, using the so you've you've enabled the feedback feature so that people can mm-hmm. either use the discuss comments or actually email you directly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Great. Th- this was one of my main goals with this book. I, um, uh, I, uh, yeah, to mention Chris again. He uh, said somewhere that. Uh, um, one of the problems is always is uh, determining a price for your product, and he said that um, he would think of something that made himself um, uh, feeling uh, uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> uh, so a, a bit too high, <laughs> really, and that would be a good price. Um, yeah. Well, I, I thought no, not for this first book. <laughs> so I chose um, the average price that was suggested to me by the by the Leanpub calculations uh, itself. Okay. It's oh, that's interesting. Oh, around uh, around twenty dollars, I think, or maybe fifteen. So, was this from people who'd who'd gone to your page before you yeah. published the book and had entered a price they would be willing to pay for the book? That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, about about five hundred people. So, I thought oh, that would wow. be quite quite representative <laughs> for mm-hmm. um, the price they would would really want to pay. Um, yeah. So, so, some people were uh, very. Um, very generous uh, at that time, <laughs> so they said, uh, "Well, thirty, forty, fifty dollars." But right. most people uh, around twenty dollars, and I thought that's a, that's a friendly price. Um, also, my main goal was to reach as many people as possible uh, at, at this time, so I, I I chose not too high a price. So you've chosen twenty-five dollars, I see. Um, no, yeah, yeah, but I, in, the, in the beginning this was fifteen. So okay. If you were an interested reader and you supplied your email address, I uh, I gave all these all these people a discount code. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've also chosen to have the minimum price and the suggested price be the same. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason for that? Um. Well, not really. I think <laughs> no, there doesn't there doesn't have to no. be. Um. No. Right. No. Uh, um. I think it's good to have one fixed price and um. Yeah. I. I have noticed not many people would want to go, uh, yeah, go higher with the price. Uh, okay. And, yeah. Okay, oh. so you haven't found too many people sort of clicking and dragging the mm-hmm. pricing slider to the right. Yeah. Um, okay. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I see that actually already, even though you just lost re- launched recently, um, you already have four translations on the go. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, yeah. Um, 
as soon as maybe an hour after <laughs> the official release, uh, yeah, there was already someone saying, uh, may I translate this book um, to yeah, Portuguese, uh, um, German, uh, Polish, and Spanish. Right, Spanish. Uh, the, the Spanish translator already uh, wanted to translate before the book was published, so he trusted me <laughs> that much that uh, yeah, he would want to do this. Um, and what yeah, is, very nice. Yeah. What, what is your plan for um, splitting royalties with your translators? Yeah, um, this will be uh, 25% for them. Okay. So, um, yeah, and I, I know this is kind of generous, but uh, I see that, that this takes a lot of effort for them. And I'm not sure if, um, uh, if it will pay back. So I think this is a good uh, yeah, middle way. Some people actually do fifty percent. Ah, right. <laughs> so you don't need to feel that you're. Being, I mean, it's no, still, no. yeah. It's it's it's. I just ask these questions because it's very. It, it you know it's a, it's when an author is is doing pricing. It's it's especially the first time. It's it's hard to know what to do and whether or not yeah. what one is doing is unusual or right down the middle. Yeah. Um, so sharing yeah. this kind of information is very useful. Yeah, but it it is difficult. Yeah, in many ways. Uh, but I've. Yeah, I, I've looked very much at, at other LeanPub authors, publishers, uh, or uh, I mean, uh, people writing books and what they do with okay. the price. Okay. Is there anything generally that you that you thought you know, even if it's very minor, when you were using LeanPub, or when you think about it now that you've you've published your book, um, that we could improve? Um. No. Well, not 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 really big things. Uh, yeah, some things uh, that that, came, that come to mind when it um, when it's about f- formatting the text. Uh, I would be, uh, I would like to be, uh, I would like to have more freedom uh, to choose my own font. Oh, maybe. fonts. Or, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But overall, it's it's very uh, it's a very clean way of doing things, uh, very fast. Okay, so you had you you had used Markdown before you started using LeanPub. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's a common format uh, for uh, developers uh, who write documentation for uh, for their own code or yeah. Okay. So that's no problem. Okay, and so there were no big big features that you were thinking. Oh, I wish I really wish LeanPub had this. No, not really. Oh, no. that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, some some um, yeah con- convenience. Uh, maybe some tools. Um, that there is a feature where you can create a sample of your book and. Um, uh, the assumption here is that you can uh, take some chapters and provide them as a sample to the readers, uh, potential readers. Yes. And um, yeah, I I chose to um, not uh, give entire chapters away, but only parts of chapters. Okay. So I I, I devised my own system for <laughs> extracting parts of every chapter. Oh, I see. And that and then so you've got to maintain two different files then, and so if you yeah. update the complete sort of primary copy, then you would have to update separately the yeah, the sample partial. Right, but I I had created a tool for this, so it would take. Um, I, I would have comments uh, in the original files saying this is the beginning of a sample, this is the end of a sample, and then uh, it would take from all the, oh, the different chapters the the sample parts oh, and great. put them in one file. So oh, this, great. Uh, yeah, this removes the duplication. Okay, okay. Um, and if you had any um, advice to give to any other developers out there who are thinking of writing a book um, mm-hmm. what would your what would your advice be yeah my my advice would be 
to just start and um, uh, try this. It, it is, yeah, I think within 10, ten minutes I was already writing <laughs> this book. Um, I had some ideas and, um, yeah, I did a small brainstorm in a, in a text file. Maybe maybe it was two and a half lines after that. And from that I started to, to split this in, in real chapters and, well, yeah, take your time, maybe one hour a day to write a book. It is it is easy uh, because of the, the infrastructure um, that, that Limpa provides. And it is very much appreciated, uh, anything like this. Um, developers really like to read each other's uh, ideas, read okay. about each other's ideas. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I guess my last question is that um, at the end of A Year with Symphony, you say that if you were ever to write a book again, it would be about PHP package design. Yeah. Um, what, what are the chances you're going to do that? Uh, 100%. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, I, I've already created a new book uh, on, on the on the site, on leanpup.com. And, um, yeah, I've already started uh, writing on it. <laughs> oh, excellent. Well, well, good yeah. good, good luck with that. And if you ever have any um, questions or, or feature requests or run into any blockers, please, um, please get in touch with us directly. I will. Okay. Well, um, I think that's about all the time we have. Thank you very much for being on the Lean Publishing Podcast and for being a Lean Pub author. And thanks for having me.